0: Welcome to Nest Church, and thanks
1: for listening to our podcast. We hope this Word blesses you today. For more information, visit nestchurch.com. We hope to see you soon. And remember...
0: you um,
1: We're going to play a little game in a little bit, though. But I have, I have some things here in my hand, and... And I wanted, I wanted to share it with you guys. I'm going to pass them out. It's funny. I was sharing this today before service started uh, that on the way over here, I, I was thinking about the message and, and, and just, uh, it was, you know, it was in my mind, in my heart, obviously. And I started thinking about it. I said, oh, my goodness. It's love life's going to be with us uh, today. And my message has everything to do with love life. We've been talking about harvest here at our church, and um, we've been talking about, you know, taking different avenues of what that looks like. And today, specifically, we're going to be talking about a seed, a seed. How can you have a harvest if it doesn't start with a seed? So I want to speak a little bit about the seed. The beautiful thing is that it doesn't just end there next week. You need to come back because you can't speak about a seed if you're not going to mention the soil so next week, we're going to bring some soil, and we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about soil and what the soil of the harvest looks like. But today, I do want to talk about the seed of the harvest. And I want, I, I believe that it's going to bless our lives, and it's going to, I, I'm sure of this, because I know how God is, that there's, if it's that one person that's here, that this is the exact word that you need to hear from God today. So I started thinking about that on the way over here, and I said, oh my goodness, love life, It's about fighting. For the unborn, for the ones that do not have a voice yet. It's the church standing out and, and saying that we believe in life and we love life. And all that started with that seed that is now growing. And, 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 and it's the, the harvest of that seed is happening in the mother's womb as it's in the soil there. And, and one day it will give forth fruit. And, and, and I thought about that and I said, without planning it, today's a perfect message for love life to be there. Because we're talking about seed today. Amen? Hey, write this down. Actually, don't write it down yet. Write it down when you feel you're ready to write it down. You should write it down. You're in church. If there's anywhere that you should take notes, it's in church. It's when the, the message is preached. You should take down some notes. Write down some verses. Write down some thoughts. Why? Because by Wednesday, if you're anything like me, you might say something like, I get the theme, but I have no idea what that man said. Because you can forget quickly. So you could go back to your notes. I know we have it on YouTube where you could check out all our messages. That's cheating. But go back to your notes and, and write notes down. So, so write this down whenever you're ready. But maybe uh, poke some people around you and tell them this. There's potential in a seed. Man, you guys are so, you guys are so encouraging today. <laughs> There's potential in a seed. Amen? Amen. All right. Here we go. Thank God I have the, 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 the Holy Spirit up here with me. Amen. All right. Hey, look, when you look at a seed, if you've ever planted anything in your life, at a, I mean, you're speaking to someone that I don't think I ever have, at least physical seed. Spiritual stuff, yeah, I've done that. But physical seed, no. But if you've ever planted, if you're a farmer at heart, you like to plant around the house, and you've ever planted a seed, you look at a seed and it's just a seed. You know, a seed doesn't look too promising. You don't don't look at a seed, I mean, I don't think, I've never met anyone that's done that, and said, wow, now this is a seed. I mean, it's just a seed. Some seeds look like a little rock, some seeds are so small, they say, whatever. You've eaten an apple, you've seen a seed, you've eaten any kind of fruit or anything you've seen a seed before and it's like ah you throw that seed away some of you eat it for health benefits but but it's just a seed and you look at it like it doesn't look too promising promising and when you look at the seed you say well I I really can't tell what's coming from this seed like what does this seed mean if I gave you a hundred different seeds can you name all the things that will come out of that seed I want to play a game with you today I don't know if we have a, 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 a sound for it. I threw it. Oh, we do? Let, let's, see, let's see AV, man. Let's give them a hand. Let's see. Let's give them a hand. Let's see what they came up with. We're going to play a game, and, and, and I think if you're going to play a game, you need theme music. All right. He did a good job. He did a good job. And to, today, we're going to play. Do it one more time. Let's do it one more time. All right. Welcome to... Name that seed. It's, it's, it sounds good. All right. <laughs> All right. Cut it out. All right, guys. I'm gonna put some. I'm gonna put um some. Se- <laughs> I'm gonna put some seeds on the screen. I, I, if you think you know this seed, I want you just to stand up. Just stand up. First person to stand up. All right. So here's the first seed. Come on, name that seed. Ready? seed, Boom. Oh no, you're not to say it out loud. That's the rule. You've got to stand up. All right, James. Uh, what's the, Eli? You're gonna help me out. Yeah, I don't think Eli knows any of the seeds. Good. So he's gonna help me out. What what seed is that? Uh, okay. Yes. For the Hispanics, aguacate, avocado. All right. He's the winner. Give him this. This is a a very important jar, a canister, whatever this. You know. But give it to him. It's. It's special. You win, you win our special canister for the day. All right, this is an avocado. Did anyone else know this? Any plant? Yeah? All right, good. A couple of y'all. All right, name that seed number two. Here it is. Boom. What's that seed? Anyone know? Waterman. You're not supposed to say. You just stand. Was he the first one standing? Yeah. All right, what is it? All right, you can sit down. All right, anyone else? Oh, man, you can't miss out on this gift. Anyone else? No, no, papaya, no. Yeah, it kind of looks like it. All right. No one wants to take a guess? Go ahead, say it, Carlos. Let me make sure I'm right. Not watermelon, okay. All right, guys. Who? What do you say? No, this is different kinds of coconut seeds. Yeah, it's just tricked you. Some of them are cut and stuff like that. All right. No one wins. Third one. Name that seed, boom, right here. All right, who's the, who? Mango! All right, Eli, my helper, man, you're like Vanna, what's her name from, what's the girl's name from uh, Willow Fort, uh, Vanna White? You're like her right now, man, gotta help me out. Um, if you're from Miami, you have a loving neighbor or a family member that has given you mangoes galore. How many of you have had so much mangoes, you don't want to see another mango again? Good, the guy that cuts my grass leaves bags of mangoes. The other day he says, come to the car. Outside, his whole front seat was full of mangoes. I took three. He goes, no, 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 take them all." I'm like, I'm the only one in my house that eats them. There was 50 mangoes all over his car. All right, name that seed. What number are we on, four? It's going to get hard. Uh-oh. JB. Pumpkin. All right, all right. Did anyone know so that? That one's easy. We eat those. You bake them and you do all that kind of stuff. All right, number five, name that seed. Ooh, oh. There it is, senior. Plum. Negative. You got to stand up. Huh? Fig, nope. No, no watermelon. Last chance, five, four, Miss Karen Kostowski with the apple. Alright, Karen, I want to see what a farmer you are. Ready? Not only is it an apple, but it's a specific apple. <laughs> you won. These are specifically green apple seeds. Green apple. Alright, do we have what, what number was that? Alright, number six. Name that seed, senior. Yes. Hey, give one to Betsy. She stood up. She stood up every single time. Give one to Betsy. She wins too. All right, Betsy's a winner too. All right, and then Lura, come here. No, he won one, didn't he? Oh, hold up, hold up, Eli. Did I give you one with a million seeds in it? Who has that one? You can have that one. He can have that one. There's a reason why he, God wants him that one. Hey, you, you feel there's one, two, three, four, five. Give that to five people that you, that you feel like giving it to. <laughs> All right. Don't throw it. No, yeah, just pass them out. Pass them out to people. All right. There you go. One. All right. This is a lot of pressure for someone. Because then, you know, you know, Lurock, there's going to be that one person that's going to say, I can't believe he didn't give me one. I knew Lurok did not like me. He always looks at me strange. You know, the enemy starts to attack like that. He, start, he always looks at me strange when I come to church. Every time I walk by, he never says hi. He didn't give me one of the seeds. All right. All right, guys, I wanted to do this. I wanted to do this because I want you to see all the seeds that we just named a few. We only named six seeds. And from those six seeds, like look at this one right here. Like, eh. show me the mango seed again, Rudy. When you look at these seeds, like, it's just like, eh, it's just a seed. It's, some of them are weird. But when you look at them, there's potential in some of these seeds. There's potential in these seeds. And, and I want us to know that. And what is the potential of every single one of these seeds? As the message is titled, there's potential in a seed, the potential itself is life. There's life in the seed. And you're gonna see that as we get into the text today. But there's potential in a seed. And if we're going to talk about harvest, as we've ha- been talking about for like a month or so, and we're gonna pray for a harvest, or believe for a harvest, or even put work for a harvest, we must start with the seed. With the seed. Uh, there's one more seed that I left out. I'm wondering if any of you know which kind of seed this is. Go ahead and put it on the screen. This is the seventh seed. Check this one out. Yeah, that's the seed that some of you have in this little canister. It's a mustard seed. This one's different. I had to put it with someone's hands because if I just take a picture of it, you'll think that it was dust on the screen. But it's not. It's, you have it in the little canister, and it's just, you can't even see it. It's just a little seed. It's a little seed, this mustard seed. You've probably heard different messages and different teachings of a mustard seed. Because in scripture the mustard seed is mentioned. But if we're going to speak of any kind of harvest. Even as we look at this mustard seed. It starts there. It starts with the seed. I want you to write this down. And I want you to know this. Even with a seed that small. Man you see this is the thing. Like I Sometimes I feel like. Have you ever felt. That that's how small your seed is. That's it. That's all I feel I am. But how about the Lord says, oh no. (laughs) That's just a seed. If you only knew the potential and the life that is in that seed, you're not just an insignificant seed. Listen. I'm sure that some of you at some point have felt worthless. Maybe you felt like a failure at some point, insignificant at some point. Maybe there's some of you right now that are feeling that way. You feel like you're a failure. You feel like you can't produce. You feel like you're just insignificant. You feel like, I don't know, I'm just, there's parts of me that's worthless. And I give you this seed here. I hope you got one of the seeds today. I hope God just ordained it that for some reason, Luroc gave you one today. And now you have this little canister in your hand with a little seed. And it's a reminder that from this little seed, there's something great. That you're not what you think you are and what the world and what people that should have lifted you up have spoken down to you. You're so much more greater in God's hand. I, I look at this hand and I start to think of God's hand holding the little seed, you know. I think of that like being God's hand. And on the pointer finger of, of God, it's, it's, it's that one seed. And that one seed is my name on it. And he's just staring at that seed. And he's like, hi, Rego, I see you. I see you, Rego. I see you there. The beautiful thing is that you're in my hand. And the beautiful thing is that from you comes great things. There's potential in the seed. Can you say that? I'm going to make you say it so many times until you start believing it. There's potential in the seed. I'm telling you that. Thank you. There's life in that seed. And we have to understand that. The seed may seem so insignificant, worthless, like I've said. But in that seed, there is potential. They may seem and they may look lifeless. A deathly look to them. Some of them, like the mango or like the plum, they almost look like deathly seeds, you know? How can anything good come from that? But we're learning and we're going to learn that that's not the truth. That's so far from the truth that there is actually great potential, that there is life in it and that there is no harvest if there is no seed. You can't have a harvest without the seed. Next week, we're going to have a great time because we're going to talk about the soil and the soil is very important. Because you can have all the seed you want, but it has to be planted in good soil. And if you want to harvest, you need the seed. And then with the seed, it's it's a partnership with good soil, with fertile soil. And if it's going to work and if it's going to produce, if it's going to be fruitful, those two things have to come together. I don't want to get so into it because I have so much next week that I want to say about that. Today, I just want to focus on the seed. In Matthew chapter 13, Jesus is speaking and he gives an illustration. And this is what he says. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. In case you forgot already what a mustard seed was, it was the finger with the seed in the hand. The one that you have in this canister if you got one. Just check it out. Maybe pass it around to the person next to you and behind you. So that they could really see how small and insignificant it looks. And out of all the seeds, out of all the seeds to pick, I mean, we're not Jesus. I mean, I would have been like, the kingdom of heaven is like, and I would have picked a massive seed. But Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like, put the finger up, no, put the picture with the finger in the seed. <laughs> and he says, the kingdom of heaven is like this. It's going to come up. Rudy? Rudy, the pick, The seed? All right. The kingdom of heaven is like this. Out of all the seeds to pick, the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus picks this seed. Out of all the seeds, this seed, that one right there. That's, that's what the kingdom of heaven is like. Look what he says. It's like a mustard seed, but what is it? It's planted, and it's planted in the soil, it's planted in the field, he says. And that's what the kingdom of heaven is like, Matthew 13, if you're taking notes. And then in verse 32, he says this, it is the smallest, no, no, I'll leave this picture back up. It is the smallest of all seeds. It is the smallest of all seeds. But then it becomes the largest of garden plants. And then it grows into this tree. And look what it says next. I love this verse. It says, the birds come and they make their nest. I don't know, it just, they gave a shout out to our church in its branches. This mustard seed grows into a massive tree that gives shade and rest for birds to come and make nests. If you didn't know, nests is is a place of life where life develops. And on the tree, things that don't even belong to the tree come to the tree and begin to be fruitful in the tree. I mean, it's insane. And Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven is like that seed on the screen. The parable of the mustard seed. It reminds us that all we need it's just the slightest amount of faith. You've heard Jesus say that, right? In scripture, he says, hey, how much faith should I have? He says, if you just had faith as a mustard seed, a mustard, that seed, you're like, I could never preach. I can never pray out loud at work. I can never talk to my coworker. I and Jesus looks at you because he loves you so much. And he says, hey, all you need is that much faith. And you could tell mountains to move. Imagine if you had an avocado seed size faith, you'd be turning like the earth to spin. I don't know, imagine that. But this kind of seed, this is the thing, right? I take Jesus' words serious. So when he says something, I have to listen. And when I listen, it freaks me out. Because this kind of seed right here has the power to move mountains. From one place to another. Now you may say a physical mountain. I mean, Jesus comes storms with a word and raised the dead with a word. So why not? And why not spiritual mountains? You have a mountain in your life? You have a mountain that just rose up and it's attacking you? It's an obstacle? You have a structure that lifted itself up against you? Anyone in here? Just a structure. And I go, oh my gosh, the structure came at the wrong time. I'm struggling. It's painful. It's hurtful. I don't know what to do. How do I get around it? The structure, I can't get to where I want to get to because the mountain is in front of me. The structure is in front of me. And Jesus says so eloquently, so beautifully, so simple, he says, oh my goodness, if you just had faith like this seed right here, you could tell that obstruction to move and it will move. Like it's so simple. But it's so difficult, isn't it? (laughs) Gotta love it. Anyone else have struggled with their faith before? Anyone else struggled with the obstacle in front of you? And Jesus looks at you with compassion. He says, you see my hand? You see that little seat on my finger? That's all you need to move mountains, baby. That's all you need. That's powerful stuff, man. The mustard seed. The smallest of things, the smallest of things, the smallest of things can turn into the greatest of blessings. Look at Jasmine's beautiful baby. Jasmine, can you just stand up for a second? The smallest of things. Hey, church. Betsy, can you stand up for a second? The smallest of things. You you know how this started? I almost said something mean. Pray for me, man. You know how this whole mess started? With a seed. This life started with a seed. That's a seed. The smallest of seeds. She's looking at me like, you crazy, get back. The smallest of seeds can bring forth some of the greatest blessings. Do you know, do you know that, that what's her name? Jocelyn. Jocelyn. What a beautiful name. Do you know that Jocelyn, one day, will make you a grandmother? <sighs> Jocelyn, one day, she might come and take care of you. Jocelyn, you, you spend all your time saying, I love you, mom. I love, what do you call her? Godi? I love you, my Godi. You give her kisses in the neck and you smell her toes? I love it. <laughs> right? But you know, one day she's going to look at you and say, Dad, I love you. The smallest of things can bring some of the greatest blessings. The mustard tree that we spoke about, you see that seed? You see that seed? Man, I hope I could preach this whole message today. That mustard seed creates this massive mustard tree. And it could reach an average height of 20. That seed could reach up to 20 feet with, with branches that reach out to 20 and more feet wide. And its width and its height is magnificent. You want to see a mustard seed, what it can do? Because there's great potential in a seed. Hey, seeds... Listen to me. There's great potential in you. Do you want to know what you can do? Do you want to know the harvest that could come out of you? Do you want to know the life that is inside of you? Show the picture of what just one mustard seed can bring forth. If that doesn't rock you, now I'm not sure you have a heartbeat today. The greatest of blessings and and then not only is that fruitful, but then like birds come and they make their nests and they become fruitful and other animals live there. And then when you're tired from working the field so much, then you stand, sit under it and you, you receive shade from it. The tree becomes a blessing all because it started with a seed. I'm telling you today that there is potential in a seed. Can you say that with me? You're getting a little bit better. You're not there yet. I have to say it about 50 more times. The better you get at it, the quicker I'll end. Just plain. The seed. A small seed of faith. Great things happen. Potential. But all you need is the seed. And plant that seed. And rest. And expect for the harvest in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, Jesus Jesus says this. I'm just going to quote Jesus all day today. Jesus tells them this. I tell you the truth if you had faith even the size of a mustard seed. That's what he says. You say to this mountain, move. And it would. And then I love what he says next. Nothing, nothing would be impossible. There is potential in a seed. Before a farmer can ever reap the harvest, please listen, church, he must spend rough hours planting seeds. Oh, there's a harvest coming. But you have to plant seeds. Can I ask you a very personal question? Lord, lead me as I ask this question. Have you ever prayed for a harvest in your family? Let me talk in layman's terms. You've ever prayed for salvation to run rampant in your family? I want my family to be saved. Anyone? Have you ever prayed for salvation and harvest for this church? I want all the seats and multiple seats to be filled. Anyone? How can we pray such a prayer for our family and for our church? If the farmers don't go to the field... And plant the seeds in our family and plant the seeds at our jobs. Thank you for praying. But, farmers, if you want a harvest, what did we learn three weeks ago? The Lord is looking for workers, for laborers, because the work is plenty. But the workers that are going to plant and water, The Lord says they're few. Remember that message? Come on, we're getting somewhere. Jesus talks about a farmer ready to reap the harvest, but he's got to spend time planting. Next week, I'm going to go into this a little bit more in depth, but it says in Mark chapter 4, verse 1, just to read it, it says, Jesus began teaching by the lake and a crowd soon gathered around him. He was in a boat and they sat in the boat while all the people remained on the shore. It was too many people for Jesus to teach amongst them, so he goes to the lake to project his voice to the crowd. And in verse 2, it says, he taught them by telling them many stories in the form of parables. And he says this in verse 3. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. In that group, in that crowd, there were farmers that said, I know exactly what you're talking about because Jesus had a way to relating to his audience. I love when one pastor said this week. I heard him. He says, pastors, stop trying to wow your congregation of how much knowledge you have of the Bible. And just show them that you love them. What they need is to know that you love them. Now that you know how to speak all these great things from the Bible. And they, they're so confused they don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> just love them. And here's Jesus. He's with the crowd and he loves them. So what does he do? How can I get to their heart? I know what I'll do. I'll speak about a farmer. And then it relates to them. And he says the farmer goes out to plant some seed. Just like this little mustard seed in your hand or on the screen. And he scattered it across the field and some of the seed fell on the footpath and the birds came and they ate it. Other seeds fell on shallow soil on the underlying rock and the seed sprouted quickly because the soil was so shallow, but the plant withered because of the hot sun. It didn't have deep roots, so it died. You've ever met someone that grew quickly in the Lord was doing great things, was on fire, but then some time came and they just died because maybe their roots were not deeply rooted. We'll get into all this stuff later. Other seed fell among thorns. We'll talk about thorns in our lives that grew up and they choked out the tender plants and they produced no grain. So far we've named three seeds planted. All three seeds haven't produced anything. They've all died. But then there's a fourth seed. Other seeds fell on the fertile soil, on good ground, and they sprouted and they grew and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, even a hundred times as much had been planted. Did you see that? And he says, anyone who has ears should listen and understand. Anyone who has ears to hear, let him hear. This is an amazing parable. I love verse 8. I want to sit on verse 8 today. We will get into this passage in due time. Don't worry about it. I have nowhere to go in the weeks to come unless it's to heaven. But this is, this is just we're just talking about harvest and today we're talking about seed. I want you to notice something. We'll talk more about this next week. How many different seeds were planted? Four. How many of those four grew and became something productive and were harvestful and was was fruitful? One. What is the Lord trying to tell us? 25% of the seed that is planted is harvest. 25% grow. The other 75%, things get in the way of it. They choke it. They burn it up. They die quickly. So as Christians, we could get frustrated and say, I want 100% of everyone that I plant seeds, everyone that I speak to the gospel, everyone that I talk about Jesus, I want them all to come to the feet of Jesus. I want everyone to cry when I speak to them. I want everyone to say, yes, Lord, when I speak to them. And the Lord says it's not that easy. Your job is not to bring the growth. Your job is not to bring the harvest. Your job is not to bring the increase. Church, I'm being very loving and very understanding I'm trying to be understanding here, and, and I'm trying to break this down in a way that you can understand it. Our one job, our one duty, responsibility that we need to be faithful in is this. Continue to plant seed. Continue to water the ground. In time, Jesus does what he does with the harvest and with the growth. And when that comes, we bring out the sickle and we harvest it. But, but, but we can't get frustrated because we've spoken to four, and one out of four get it. You cannot let yourself go like like the prophet into a cave. You you can't get depressed and and you can't get all worked up because no one listens to me. My gift is useless. I'm planting seeds and nothing is happening. I guess God didn't call me to this. I guess I'm not fruitful. I guess I have the wrong calling. You've ever been there? I guess this stuff is not what God wants me to do. And God just says, hey, hold up, hold up, hold up. 25% of it works. Why are you listening to those lies? You just keep doing it. You just keep doing it. Do you know... I don't want to answer that. You just keep doing it. I thank God that my heart... Do I want, uh, do I want to see the walls stretch and people filled? Yes, for the, for the sake that we're getting saved and people are doing great things and plant more churches. I would love that. But thank God that I haven't... Done whatever I can do and maneuver things just to fill up seats. Because I've had men of God come up here and they've prophesied things like in five years, you're gonna to have to find another location. The, the growth is gonna be overwhelming. And and then five years passed and I marked it and I said, Oh no, it didn't happen. <laughs> I guess I should quit. I guess I should stop preaching. I guess I should just stop doing life with my brothers and sisters. I guess I should just go and attend another church and, and not lead one. I, I, I guess this, and God's like, no, you just stay faithful. Don't worry about what they say and don't worry about what they prophesy and don't worry about what they speak. You're faithful to plant and water, plant and water. And I said that to you last week, remember? And, and, and I, I'm the God of the harvest. I'm the God of the fruit. I'm the one that does it. And we're going to jump into this next week. It's going to be beautiful. Don't miss next week. But I want you to know that today, if there's anything that you should know, is that there is potential in the seed. So, Rigo, why do you do what you keep on doing? Because there's potential in the seed. What we experienced here last Sunday, you thought that was emotional? <laughs> you thought that was like, ooh, these guys are very charismatic. They must be Pentecostal and crazy. Next Sunday, they're probably going to have snakes up there. No! What you saw here last Sunday was God watering And being faithful to a seed. And then I I think that seed brought friends today, if I'm not mistaken. What, what, What is that all about? It's because God's doing a work, and if it's for that one and for those friends that that person invited, that's why we do what we do. I'm telling you this there's potential in a seed. Don't give up, don't give up on yourself. How many of you have given up on yourself pick it up again? Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on others You know how many people have given up on me? Have given up on me But it's okay because I haven't given up on myself Have you given up on yourself? Don't give up. You're a seed and from that seed there's life and from that seed there's potential and don't give up on others. Oh, my goodness, does Lou Rock, can he frustrate me? But I can't give up on him because he's my brother. And that's a seed. And there's potential in my brother. There's life in my brother. I'm using him as an example because he knows I love him. Potential in every single one of us. Potential in life in all of us. And the Lord desires for the harvest in verse 8. That comes from the seed planted on good soil. He wants there to be an increase. He wants for everyone to hear. He wants for everyone to believe in him. And he wants for all of us to live for him. There's potential in a seed. Hey, I'm going to fly through this last little part here. I want you to know this Ready? as we're speaking about seed. Do you know that Jesus is written about as a seed? He's known as the seed of David. He's the seed of God. In Genesis 3.15, when everything happened there in the garden, it says in Genesis 3.15, when all the The stuff happened between Adam, Eve, the serpent, and all that stuff happened. And God had to come and set something straight. He said, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. And he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. And right here, God is speaking to the enemy, to the accuser, to Satan. And he's telling him, Jesus, Jesus will take on humanity. And he will bring himself to your domain. He'll come to earth where you rule and where you have perverted the land with sin. And you're going to try to strike him, but he's going to strike you. I love what Spurgeon says. It says, I'm going to quote him. He says, that bruised heel is painful enough. Behold, our Lord in the human nature, sore bruised. He was betrayed, bound, accused, buffeted, scourged, spit upon. He was nailed on the cross. He hung there in thirst and fever and darkness and desertion. Our very own Jesus was the seed that was put in the ground, pounded on the ground. Soil was thrown on him. He's dead. He's no more. The seed is in the ground. No one can speak of Jesus again. No one can have another miracle again. The dead will not be raised anymore. The the lame will not walk. The blind will not see. The lepers will not be healed. Jesus is in the ground. He was scourged and destroyed. That seed is dead in the ground. Isaiah 53, verse 10, it says, It pleased the Lord to bruise him. Who's him? His very own son, Jesus. And he put Jesus to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, Jesus, prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. I want you to look at what the seed of God did. The seed of David, as we also see in Scripture, he was bruised and struck, killed, planted in the ground, left for dead. Remember that? But then he resurrected from the ground, and it was time. He brought the great harvest for the kingdom of heaven. In John chapter 12, I'm going quick. I want you to write these verses down. Verses 23, all the way to verse 26. Jesus replies, and he says, the time has come for the Son of Man to enter his glory. But I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat, a seed, is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. What is Jesus saying? I got to die. But me as a seed, I got to go in the ground. Because if I'm put in the ground, out of my death, out of that seed will come much life. Verse 25, he says, those who love their life... In this world will lose it and those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me because my servants must be where I am and the Father will honor anyone who serves me. There's potential in a seed. Jesus was the seed of heaven planted in the ground of earth and in his resurrection here we are today. Many, maybe there were just a few at the feet of the cross but today many are at the feet of our Lord. Many are at the feet of Yeshua. Many are at the feet of him. Because the seed brought forth life. And what does he do? He causes us now. He causes us to be the seed. And we are the seed. In Galatians chapter 329 it says, And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. And you are heirs according to the promise. Guess what, church? Here it is. I'm going to get ready to end this. But here it is. You are his seed according to this first verse we can say that we are part of the harvest we're Abraham's seed but we're not done it continues can I share one verse with you today that reminds me of this the great commission Jesus tells his disciples I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth go go Make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, of the Son, the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples. Harvest everything that I've given you. And I'm with you to the end of age. Matthew 28, the Great Commission is the continuation of the seed. Planting and harvesting. Church, I don't know if I've told you this yet today, but I want to make sure I remind you of this. So, If you haven't written it down, write this down. I want to make sure I don't leave here without telling you this. Ready? There's potential in a seed. There's potential. In Mark chapter 4, the kingdom of heaven is like a farmer. A farmer who scatters the seed on the ground night and day. That's what the kingdom of heaven is like. And he's asleep, or whether he's awake, the seed begins to sprout, it begins to grow, and he doesn't understand how that happens. Can you imagine being that farmer? You plant seed one day, you wake up, up, oh, nothing's happening. One day you wake up again, you go to sleep, nothing happened, you wake up, go to sleep, nothing happened. But one day you wake up and boom, there's green. And the farmer says, How in the world did that happen? It says here in verse 28, the earth produces the crops on its own. First a leaf blade pushes through, then the heads of wheat are formed and finally the grain ripens. As soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and he harvests it with a sickle for the harvest time has come. These are Jesus' very own words and he's speaking about the kingdom of heaven is like this farmer and this field that he plants in. He has just... Worked on the field, and as you work on the field, church, listen to this because I'm wrapping this. As you work on the field, you partner with God. God partners with you. Man doesn't understand how it happens. All he does is plant the seed, but God has done what only he can do, what you are not in control of, and that is he grows the seed. Everyone say, he grows the seed. Everyone say, I plant the seed. He grows the seed. Come on, I plant the seed. He grows the seed. There is potential. There is potential in a seed how exactly the seed grows is a mystery to the farmer though it grows by a process he cannot understand he cannot see it with his very own eyes he can't give account for it but he has faith in the growing process so all he does is plant church will you have faith in God in the growing who are you going to plant seeds this week what, 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 where are you going to go? What field are you going to go to and plant some seeds and water some grounds? Go visit some past seeds and go water them again. You want to see the church full? You want to see your house, your house saved? Plant the seed and water the field. So it is with the kingdom of God. We work in partnership with God yet the real work is left for God. Thank God that he does the real work. We trust in a process that we do not see or can give account for. He does it. There is potential in a seed. The harvest has come. The crop is rising up. You can't miss it. It's there. The kingdom of God is like this. It has small beginnings and its root may be small, but God develops the work and it can't be missed. God is doing a work in that seed. This is the glory of Jesus' work. It was spoken about him in Isaiah 42. A bruised reed he will not break. A smoking flax he will not quench. Jesus takes something as small and insignificant as a seed. He buries it and he makes it rise up to something glorious. Therefore, we should never despise, as Zechariah chapter 4 tells us, small beginnings. Never despise them. So... To end, I give you five things. Number one, a local pastor from Miami wrote, he's an author as well, and he wrote five things to remember when you sow, when you plant seeds. Here it is. Number one, you are a sower. You're not a scarecrow. Make sure you do what is right regardless of what is going on around you. You do what is right. You should write that down. You're a sower. Some of the sower's seeds As we read, we're eaten up by the birds, by the thorns, by the sun. It can be tempting to to try to shake people, to react appropriately to your good words and your good works. But sometimes a good deed will need to be done for someone and they won't appreciate it. Don't fight. All you do is continue to sow, church. And remember that you're just a sower. You're not a scarecrow to scare people away. You're the sower that plants on the field. We had spiritual emphasis at our school. We saw so many kids and parents give their lives to the Lord this last week. You should celebrate that at Florida Christian School. Some very powerful things happened this last week. And the speaker, his name is Ken Freeman, he kept saying these words, he said, and he made all of us repeat it. He says, we are not the point, can you say that? We are the pointers. We are not the point, we're the pointers. We're not the point, we are the pointers. And Jesus, he is the point. We're pointing people to Jesus. Number one, you're a sower. Keep pointing, keep watering, keep planting. Number two, do not expect all seeds to give fruit. Not all your good actions will bring about good results. I just told you a few minutes ago that 25% of the seeds produce the harvest. Not every good deed is going to come back and be multiplied. The sooner that we learn that, the quicker we will be set free from the wrong expectations that we set. If you do what is right only because the results you get from doing good, the moment that you do not receive good results, you will have found an excuse to stop doing what is right. You know why I keep doing what is right? Not for the results, but for the calling that is in our lives to continue to plant and water seeds. If not, you'll quit quickly. You'll fall off the map quickly. I've seen opportunists leave and they fall quickly. And they're no longer serving the Lord. What happened? What happened? Great and mighty warrior, man of God, woman of God, they had their heart in the wrong thing. Number three, the harvest depends on the field. Your good action gets a bad reaction, it's not necessarily because you did something wrong. You just keep doing what you're doing. If a seed does not produce a harvest, it doesn't mean that the sower is inefficient. It doesn't mean that the seed is bad. Most of the time it means that the field it fell on was not ready for it. This doesn't mean that you do not sow in a bad field. It means that you do not beat yourself up when you do not get a harvest. The seed is the word of God, which we know it is faultless. And the sower did what he needed to do, and that is always to sow. The field might have been the problem. If a harvest doesn't occur, just make sure it isn't because you weren't sowing. Amen? Number four, the miracle isn't really in the sowing. Now it's in the harvest. Once you get in the habit of sowing daily, the action may seem almost automatic, but don't be fooled into overlooking the importance of your everyday actions. You never know which action is going to produce an amazing harvest. It is like God to use an ordinary seed to produce extraordinary harvests. So here's the fact. Here's the thing to remember. Do the right thing. Because it sets up for the divine blessings from God. You just do the right thing. And the last thing, number five, is sowing at times will be draining. It's hard work, man. Doing what is right can be wearisome. can be tiring. You're going against the grain. You're going against the flow. And it's difficult because your whole family is one way and you're different. Your whole workplace is one way, but you're different. But that's why God put you there to sow even though it's draining sowing is a job that needs to be done intentionally effectively it demands attention time resources energy it drains the sower that's why god reminds us in galatians chapter 6 verse 9 let us not grow weary in doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Come on, church. There's potential in the seed. Let us not cease sowing. It is what we have been created to do. How many of you could say amen? Galatians 6, 7, and 8 says, Do not be misled. Jesus cannot be mocked. God cannot be mocked. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from the sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. Come on, don't give up. Keep sowing. Keep being fruitful. Keep keep planting. Keep watering. Do what you need to do. In Luke chapter 8. Verses 1 all the way down to like verse 8. Jesus is walking and there's a mass crowd of people following him. You want to know some of the people that are following Jesus? I love this in Luke 8. It says, and some of the women who had been cured from evil spirits and diseases were following Jesus. Some of them by the name of Mary Magdalene. He casted out seven demons from her. Joanna, the wife of Chuza, Herod's business manager, Susanna, and many others who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. Jesus had an amazing group of people around him that were, that were healed from sicknesses and that were casted out demons, and, 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 and here's the harvest, and they're all around him doing the work of the ministry. And Jesus begins to share a parable in Luke 8, and he talks about the seed, and we'll get into that next week. And he talks about the seed falling on all the f- different soils. And I remind you again, and I end with this. There are seeds, though, that fell on fertile soil. And the seed grew. It produced a crop that was 100 times as much had been planted. And when he said this, he called out anyone who has ears to hear should listen, should understand this. Church, I tell you today that there is potential in a seed. Can you close your eyes? Can you meditate there? Can you look up to the... I don't know, however you could just close up this moment. It's beautiful that love life is here because we're fighting for that seed. We're believing that there's much blessings in that. We don't want to abort mission. We don't want to abort children. We don't believe in removing them from this earth. Because in that seed and in that child that is growing and that human being that is in the mother's womb... If they're in God's hand, much blessing can come from it. In your life, did you want to abort mission? Did you want to abort from this calling, from this walk? Because you felt like you were that insignificant, worthless seed, and yet Jesus was also this seed. Do you remember as you examine your heart what they said about Jesus, because I feel like we forget that when his name began, began to grow in popularity, the words that they used to describe the seed of heaven was this, does anything good come out of Nazareth? Oh, he's insignificant. He is worthless. He's not the Messiah. But from that seed, look at us today. Church, you're not insignificant and worthless. There is life in you. There is potential in the seed and in the seed that you plant and in the seed that you water. Do you need prayer today? Do you need prayer today? Do you feel insignificant and worthless? And the abundant. Life giver is here before you today, Jesus. And he says, oh, no, you're not. Remember that picture of my hand with that seat on it? Oh, I see what's in you. There's great things that will come from you. Just stay faithful. If that's you, can you stand right there where you're at and say, I felt worthless. Fruitless. Fruitless barren condemned ashamed but I heard the word of the Lord today and today I know that there's potential in me and what I have to offer I could plant seeds today I could sow the ground today anyone in here can you stand up amen anyone else Anyone else? Can you begin to pray? I believe the Lord wants to do something today. He wants to do a miracle today. I believe the Lord wants to bless his seed. Would you be bold enough to come up here and let's pray together? If you stood up, can you say, I'm going to come up and I'm going to believe and I trust in the Lord and the growth and in the harvest? believing that God will do a great thing can you surrender surrender that seed into the to the great farmer to the wine dresser himself to the Lord himself and say Lord here I am the seed in your hand in your hands I have significance I have worth in you I trust in the process Lord give me faith Lord, there is potential in the seed. Can you just stretch out your hands? Can you guys begin to pray? If you want to stand with us, you could stand. But can you pray for these individuals and say, Lord, let them know that there's potential? Lord, let them know. Hallelujah, Lord.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
0: hence
1: I thank you Lord because there is potential and there is purpose in seed the blueprint is in your hands and you are not done the harvest is there the harvest is ready may we not give up may we not grow weary in doing good may we not listen to the lies of the enemy and to the lies of this world but may we remain faithful may we continue to plant and water. May we continue to remain in your hands where there is purpose, where there is life. Thank you because there is purpose in that seed, provision in that seed. Lord, there's goodness that could come out of that seed. Thank you for your good and you are faithful. In Jesus' name. Can you give God some praise right there where you're at? He's so worthy.